Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Port Wanimi, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning. Morning. Two nasally dudes talking sports. Which is always the show, but now we're especially nasally. I'm sick. Yeah. With a cold. You're recovering from the vid. And we both have CTE. Wait, we both have CTE or we don't have CTE? (laughs) I said we both have CTE, but probably not. You might. That's true. The old traumatic brain injury. I am a, they call us a TBI survivor. Traumatic brain injury survivor. Yes. The Tibis. Mm, correct. Coming up on 10 years. Coming up on 10 years. 10 years in April? April 5th. Wow. God, I got a little something. I got a little surprise. I'm, I'm going to start putting together for that. I'm going to put on social. <laughs> I'm thinking, not even surprised, I'll just let everybody know. I already reached out to a couple friends. You'll probably have to help me with this, too. A little little greatest hits of Andy's drunken moments. Pictures, videos. You know, a little 10-year, this is how big of an idiot I used to be. Uh, Like a 60 to 90-second montage put up on Instagram or whatever. I think the baseline of it should be you and Austin with your shirt off. You could, yeah, you could, you could keep bouncing to other things, but always bounce back to stop it, Joe. Stop it. Well, my buddy sent me a couple. Now, some of these I have to blur out, which sucks because there's nudity. Like, there's a good one of all my buddies. I don't know why my pants are off, but I'm laying on the floor in college and they're dumping a, a Sam's Club giant jar of barbecue sauce all over me as I'm drinking and just laughing on the floor. And my my junk and balls are just fully out. It's actually a great picture because you can see somebody's phone in front, like the flip phone, somebody taking a picture. Amazing. Meanwhile, somebody else has shot it on a proper camera. That's how you have a version of it. Some guy's like, hold on. Let's just get the <laughs> framing right. I'll be I honest. Was... It's, this is going to be tough to choose. Like, I don't even know how I could choose... To narrow down for a video, the dumb drunken moments. Got a lot to work there's so, with. There's so many. Definitely the picture of me passed out on the floor with my bare ass that Josh Filipowski took in the smut studio. But again, I can't. What sucks is on Instagram, I'm gonna have to blur out my butt. They're not. They're not gonna allow me to show that. Yeah. Unless you put a very, 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 very small G-string on it. And then you're an influencer. Correct. 
So yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I, I've been thinking I want to do that. Put together a little montage. Most people want to run from their moments. I'm saying no. I'm going to embrace the dumbness that I was in a previous life. And I know you have that video. I mean, I think it's still public on YouTube, right? <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Like, Brittany has no clue the level. How could she? Like, no clue the level of idiocy, idiocy that I was. Just a complete and utter moron. No, you have it a daughter together. Yeah, now I have a daughter. Now I'm now I'm learning how to dress little girls. Which, by the way, have you I put to, on pants? You, you you used to undress little girls. Now you're dressing little girls. I'm just gonna let that one lie. <laughs> have I put on clothes backwards before? Yes. Did I put on the shoes on the wrong foot the other day and get called out? Yeah. Well, that's. It's tougher than you think with little kids. I, I, I just, the feet are so small. Yeah, that one, that one, though, that one's a bad one. That's not a good one. There's usually some sort of markings, Andy, that tell you the way to go. I mean, like, like I'm assuming if they were Velcro. You know, the Velcro probably strapped toward the inside, not toward the outside. You know, sometimes you just mess up, though. I like this. I see this. They could call it the dent cage, not the, the decade, the dent cage. Yep. Which is crazy. Maybe I'll... Uh... Maybe I'll find um, maybe I'll find some audio from those those podcasts back in the day, the old back in the day pots. But yeah, Joe, we are we are fully in Super Bowl week, man. <coughs> are we? we are here. Yeah, it's Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl, the ne Super Bowl next week, Andy. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Super Bowl two weeks. It's Pro Bowl week. Right. Eli and Peyton Pro Bowl. That's right. Where is it this year? I don't know. Do they do it where the Super Bowl is these days? Is it just Vegas now? Like, I, I truly have no idea. No, it's going to be in Orlando. Oh, okay. Remember, it's the Pro Bowl games. Right. It was in Vegas last year, correct? I think it might have been. It's at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Oh, yeah. The last two years, correct. It was in Vegas. So you used to get to go to Hawaii. Then you got to go to Vegas. Now you get to go to Orlando, Florida. Yeah, that's a downgrade. Although I've never been. Orlando sucks. Unless you love Disney. But like, it's weird because you're not on the ocean, but you're near it. Yeah, you're not even that near it down there. You're not? 
mean like you are but it's like it's not a it's not a factor in the like no one's like the ocean you know what i mean yeah i i've been in uh by the way i've been in big time big time weather ocean withdrawal probably yeah. the most since i since i left like the biggest i have yeah it's just been rainy and cold like it's the worst rainy and cold i don't know how people live in seattle man or places that rain all the time or portland i just don't it's fucking depressing when it's no sun today's finally like 50 and sunny and i would have thought it was a beach day it's how i've been reacting but when it's always rainy and gloomy it is depressing you guys aren't getting snow this year huh <coughs> we got some it was real cold and we got some snow but they said it's just going to be a, a cold wet winter and that's what it's been that's like the worst to me yeah like 35 and raining sucks yeah right like you don't want you don't want to be a part of that it's like but, six <coughs> it's like 60 and raining here and it's still bad Yeah. So on the Pro Bowl, again, I didn't watch last year. What do they do? They just do a bunch of different games? Skills competition, you know, games, I guess. I don't know. I think I watched 20 seconds of it last year. You think there'll be a professional football league at some point? Probably. Probably. I think that's what the NFL wants. And then they're going to want a professional woman's women's black you football. You think the NFL wants that? Yeah. To just support the brand? Mm-hmm. Not to replace, but be like a subsidiary. Subsidiary. Yeah, I don't know. The I mean, women's I'd understand, like the WNBA is just <clears throat> paid for by the NBA, uh, loses money on it. But uh, flag football, you almost don't want parents and kids to think about the other options, right? Because yeah, but the NFL's been pushing flag football all over, just to like all get over. kids into football so that oh they... yeah, especially in Europe, that's part of their branding. Yeah, they're big on pushing flag football. But they want you to probably get into football and then start playing real football. Not that not that you would ever be able to make the millions you make in the NFL playing flag football, but who knows? But like that's the way it should be in this country, I think. By the way, I love Lamar Jackson's chances of winning a flag football uh Super Bowl championship. Oh, he'd be great. Be great. He'd be unstoppable. His injury happened in the pocket. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Awfully quiet from Lamar people right now. They're they're down bad, Andy. Is this the lowest of the lows for him? Simply because there was this much sure, hype? probably, probably. The higher the higher you get, the the further you can fall. You know, 
Yeah, because I was thinking you, you haven't heard too much, but also this was the year. That's all I kept hearing. This was the year. And, you know, I've been thinking more about that call about Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and the GOAT. I think we forget how long Brady did it, man. Right. And then he goes, but that's the thing. And then he goes to the Bucks, and then he wins a title his first year. Like, I, I just, the, you know, now Mahomes wins this year. He's already got three, and he's got a back-to-back. Yeah. And don't and don't get me wrong. We've never seen anyone like him as far as skill set. But damn, man, Brady did it for so long. And you keep hearing all these things about teams were going after Brady and trying to maybe get Brady to come out of retirement this year. I don't know who's going to play that long. If anybody no one. ever. No one. no one. No one. Why would they? You get too much money. If you're if you're a quarterback these days and you I mean, I was just talking about it, like the Jalen Hurts deal. Everybody, you know, I'm I've I've been sort of dancing on the graves of uh of the NFC East now that we have like I said, I was I was shaking in my boots after the first couple rounds of the playoffs like fuck i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and the nfc east is gonna be the head coaches in the nfc east are gonna be vrabel harbaugh and belichick and instead i woke up and it's still mccarthy still sirianni and dan quinn but you know uh of course that triggered uh some eagles fans who are like good luck with the fucking daniel jones deal i'm like jalen hurts his deal, they they've pushed all the money to the back end. He's got a no trade clause. The idea of like, oh, we could always restructure his deal. Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the quarterback of the Eagles after this deal is over. And why would he be the quarterback anywhere after this deal is over? After he gets two hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever it is, like, what are you playing football for at that point? To win. Well, that's what these guys are going to do, or, or they don't know how to transition. Not not everybody can just transition into a different life, you know. But you don't need to transition into a different life for $250 million. You can transition into, like, whatever it is you do when you're not playing football. What's your favorite thing to do? Do that. I just think the money that these guys are going to get, the beatings that these guys are taking, the way these uh, – the, the way these uh, – teams almost seem to like not care about the health of their quarterbacks. It's different when you're talking about these positions that make way less money. Yeah. No one's going to break some of the running back records and the receivers records, not because of the injuries, not because of whatever it's just teams don't allow you to fall off anymore. Team teams are like, Oh, we can replace you with somebody that's giving us 80% of your production for, you know, 10% of your value. So like, yeah, there's, there's never going to be a Jerry Rice. Cause they're never like, first of all, Jerry Rice barely fell off, but like the other receivers, they're not going to, they're not going to get those chances quarterback. You could probably still do it. But at this point, it seems like 
it seems like quarterbacks are becoming like baseball players. You play on your rookie deal. You prove yourself. You get your one big contract. You hope it's for 10 or 12 years. And that's it. And if it's for five years or six years or whatever, that's probably it still anyway. I think teams, I mean, you look at what happened with Russell Wilson. I don't think a lot of teams going forward are going to see the quarterback win early in their career or play well early in their career, get the second deal and then trade for them to give them the extended, to give them the, the, the next deal. You talk about it all the time in baseball. How many of those deals worked out? How many guys got the deal after the deal? Yeah, A-Rod did. That was a unicorn. Does anybody think Jalen Hurts is getting another $200 million deal after this? No. Jalen Hurts is locked to the fucking bucks. He might, he might not get through this deal. What's been really surprising to me is the coaching situation. Incredibly. Dan Quinn, who's known for blowing a 28-3 lead, gets another head coaching opportunity. I always make the equivalent of, like, he obviously was a good defensive coordinator with the Seahawks. He's a good defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. But sometimes you're not supposed to be the lead, right? You're the supporting actor. You're just a good DC. Why? Like, that's, you know, the old Washington, the Redskins under Dan Snyder would make this higher. And it looks like the new one, too. I just, I guess, I, just I guess here, here's, here's the counterpoint, and then I'll refute my own counterpoint because this is what I think. But the counterpoint would be, Vrabel was a DC or Vrabel was a coach. And then Vrabel comes in and he gets the team to an AFC championship game and plays pretty well and blah, blah, blah. And now we're all like, how is he not hired? Dan Quinn is a DC gets hired, goes to a Super Bowl, And now we're like, how is he getting hired again? So that would be like the counterpoint. But I think personally, the reason is you if you wanted to hire a Vrabel today and he doesn't have a step back in his coaching career and he doesn't go to being a coordinator, he doesn't want Like if you want to hire a coach who was a head coach last year to be a head coach next year, that seems to make more sense to me than a guy who continues to bounce up and down between the coordinator and head coach ranks. I mean, we've seen this with McDaniel. But also... We didn't even discuss this. The Falcons ended up choosing Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick. Is it strictly a issue with Belichick taking full control? It's got to be. Why would you choose Raheem Morris and nothing against him for the record, but against the greatest coach of all time? I wish I had an explanation. I wish I had an explanation for you, other than yeah, it, it, some sort of full control. Oh, he's older, blah blah blah. But like, I I think the only explanation for it's got to be below ownership. The executives below ownership. It's the guys who you know 
the executives of this team going, do we really want Bill in here going like, yo, y'all are fucking up. Here's what's wrong with this team. Like, don't hire somebody that's going to, that has so much experience that they can say, this is what's wrong and this is what's wrong and this is what's wrong. So if there's guys out there that are complaining about, oh, we, you know, this franchise, we, we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And then Bill Belichick comes in and says, otherwise, suddenly are you exposed and now you lose your job. So I wouldn't be surprised if the three or four guys under the owner were like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we go younger. I know, but then Arthur Blank is an idiot. I, 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 I just, you, you're, let's. He was the interim head coach a couple seasons ago. They could have named him the head coach already. I, I just know, like you're choosing Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick. My point is, I'm not saying Belichick's a home run for sure, but don't you go with the better option, the guy with the resume? There's a lot it's of coaching. Like, there's a lot of coaching decisions that have been made this offseason that I don't understand. At but all. my point is, it's it's not like you're giving a no name. It's not like, for example, the and I'm not saying they're a no name, but it's not like the Seahawks hiring Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, like like a young defensive guy, right? Like they're giving him a shot. So I so you can't hate that. You never know who's going to be the next John Harbaugh. Let's just use him as an example, right? And that could that's probably what the Seahawks are looking for. If they gave it to a young guy like that, you'd say, okay, I get it. But they're not. They're giving it to a guy who has also already been a head coach and didn't fare well in Raheem Morris. That's why it's head-scratching. You're not doing the upstart, never had a head coaching job. You're doing the retread versus why don't you want to do a retread with the guy with the most Super Bowls ever? And Belichick doesn't have a job, and Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job, and it's it's very very surprising. Absolutely, it's it's <clears throat> it sure seemed like Pete Carroll wasn't sure if he wanted to coach. Yeah, so you can kind of remove him from the mix. But like I said, you got Vrabel, you got Belichick, you got Harbaugh. You got all these guys who just seems like, wow, what a year to like want a new. That's why everybody was talking about. It doesn't seem like the Cowboys necessarily need a new coach, but do they make a move for one right now? Because all these guys are out there. The the Eagles don't seem like they need a new coach, but like, do they punt while they can and snatch up a Belichick or whatever? And it's like none of them did it. None of them did it. I mean, the Cowboys, like Mike, like the the commanders hiring Dan Quinn or the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris, almost less shocking than all of these guys were out there and Mike McCarthy still the coach of the Cowboys. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So I'm going to play a call. I was talking about Antonio Brown and 
what's his face doing a CTE podcast. Chandler Jones. So we have a call about Antonio Brown. What's up, boys? Stripper Durball here, Bryson calling to you live from Atlanta. Um, I know you have brought up Antonio Brown last week, Andy, in the CTE podcast on, on his Twitter. Y'all got to go through it. He calls it CTESPN. And he tweeted yesterday that Dan Campbell is the first coach with CTE. <laughs> oh, this stuff is, he's just running with it now, and it's kind of funny. Like, just embrace the CTE, man, and go with it. So um, I just wanted y'all to maybe pull up some of his CTESPN tweets and read them. <laughs> but saying Dan Campbell has CTE is fucking hilarious. Um, but that's it, man. Stay dirty, boys. All right, let's 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 take a look here at uh... – Let's take a look here at Antonio Brown's. Let's take a Andy, look at I feel like I need you to get in on a look at Andy. Just Andy doesn't even follow Odell Beckham. How dare you? Or AB for that matter. You don't follow Antonio Brown. This is on Gold Star's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. We got to close that out. All right. Let's see what he's got going on here. Um. Oh, he's taking a dig at Doc Rivers. <laughs> he's just putting. That's it. He there. There is a Twitter feed at CTESPN, which yeah, he's just click using the hashtag. Yeah, he he's just doing this. <laughs> Look. Is at CTESPN his? I don't know, but no there's, not a sing- there's no post from it. CTESPN. DSPN. We need the... Uh, we need the handshake fucking... He tweets a lot. Well, he's got CTE. He's just tweeting hashtag CTESPN. Who would you be interviewed inter- interested in the first interview? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just What's that? Me. I was he he asked who do you want as your first interview, basically. Oh. I can't screw there's too much of this. It's just him posting shit and then putting CTESPN over it. Like what the fuck is happening? What is he doing? I can't believe you're not already like, how have you not used all of your connections to like, why are you not running CTESPN? You got to be like, listen, AB, I've been in this game a long time. I'm a traumatic brain injury survivor. I should be the Dave Portnoy of CTESPN. And since all of us have CTE, we'll do just we'll just do like one bite pudding re- reviews. <laughs> the thought of having one spoonful, a, everybody knows the rules. The thought of having a conversation with Antonio Brown. Like, is it does he just straight up have have CTE? I mean, I we I've been saying that since the Raiders hard knocks, dude. 
But see, I never know just if these guys like people who play professional football are different. They are. <laughs> They're different. Like you're like you're different. It's a gladiator sport. I I, I just like I mean me, Greg Olson. I, Greg Olson was a tight end. He retired. He's on Fox doing announcing. He's not on Twitter posting memes of like small black men hugging gigantic white women and just hashtagging it C T E S P N. True. He's he's I don't know. If, if he does if he does a CTE podcast with fucking what's his name? The dude from the Patriots. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Their first guest has to be OJ, right? And you just got to talk about just get dude, CTESPN would be the biggest deal ever if they could get OJ on to just admit he did it and he had CTE. If if OJ was like, "Today, if that should happen today, I would just say I had CTE." Which, by the way, would absolutely be his defense today. I've said that a hundred thousand times. He's been going on some podcasts. OJ has. Welcome, podcast world. It's, it's Uncle OJ. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, man. You see some of the videos. You talk about not wanting your daughter to grow up to be like a stripper or something like that. That's the worst. Like if your daughter had sex with OJ Simpson. Oh man. Like you like you don't get lower than that. Right? Like like if my daughter had sex with OJ Simpson. I'd rather I'd rather her do anything than that. Anything than sex with OJ. Like toss out some things. I'll tell you if I'm going to have sex with OJ or that. The toss island Isla 500. <laughs> so horrible. Your daughter's one and a half. No, oh, I know. I know. OJ will be dead, but. Oh, don't, don't sleep on OJ. <laughs> I might rather have the 500. Wow. By the way, I went down a Houston 500. I went down a rabbit hole. After we talked about that, her pussy was a rabbit hole that you could go down after that. <laughs> <laughs> She's out of the industry. Yeah, I figured. You know what they should put? You know, they put a marker where something happens. They need to put a marker where, like, the Houston 500 happened. Like, a, it's a little bra brass plate, like a dedication marker. Yeah, but oh, like OJ would be low. That that'd be one of the worst on the list. Even even if like there was a viral video, like those videos, and like your daughter was partying with OJ. Okay, not partying. Hey, like, Ruther family, it's me, OJ. <laughs> Remember when he first got on Twitter? How great that was. You loved it for me. The best thing that ever happened to you. You know, he's, uh, he's on, uh, you can't see it. He's on my background, his mugshot. <laughs> you got to have it up, right? So this, could this be a Super Bowl that he's going to actually? 
Is he in Florida? I always get confused. Is he in Florida or is he in Nevada? I have no idea. It always looks like he's in Florida, right? Yeah. Maybe he was in Nevada until his incident. Well, that's where he served jail time, right? Right. I saw tickets are the most expensive ever. Not surprising at all. But like next level. Well, I'm sure that a lot of tickets have been bought by casinos as handouts to high rollers. Eight grand. Is what? Cost for eight grand. Yeah, for a single ticket. 30 early 35 about eight g's jesus the average per purchase price right now is nine thousand eight hundred and four dollars that's crazy too when you think about it. it's this is all the vegas factor because if you're a chiefs oh. fan or if you're a niners fan how young do you have to be to not have experienced a super bowl like i mean obviously the chiefs have they're they're in the middle of a an epic run, but I mean, you're a Niners fan. Like, this is not some Niners fan. Like, oh, we I gotta see them win a Super Bowl. Well, they've been since what ninety five. Sure, but like, think about how old that makes you. If you for for you to have money, let's say you were let's say you were born in nineteen ninety, you're like, oh, the last Super Bowl was when I was five, which is. By the way, the equivalent of me as a Mets fan. So you're what? You're 33 years old? You're spending your life savings to go to a fucking Super Bowl to see the Niners win? This, like, the tickets would be so much higher if it was the Lions. But my point is they're already high, and that's just the Vegas factor, in my opinion. StubHub's data shows buyers from California account for 26% of all tickets sold. Nevada's next at 8%. And Kansas slash Missouri, 7% sold tickets. But they're also saying what's made it, what's driven up the prices is that it's a smaller stadium. They only have 65,000 yeah. seats, which is 27th of 32 NFL stadiums by capacity. Cool stadium to see the Super Bowl in. Very, very like very well structured in terms of sight lines and everything. It does feel like a small stadium. I, I just like, if you don't have the money, the game of football is so well produced on television. I, I don't know. I, I've never, the older I've gotten, don't get me wrong. Live sports are great, but the older I've gotten, especially with, I'd say, especially with football, to be honest. I don't understand the need to have to be there. Having gone to a Super Bowl, it is a different experience. I'm sure. It's there's so much more around it than a regular football game. It was very cool. Uh I also had an opportunity to go to the Giants second Eli Super Bowl the in Indianapolis where I know you and guy on the couch were working. But uh I passed on that because I was like, oh, what are the chances Giants like win this game again? Plus, it's Indianapolis. I probably should have gone 
when he was in Arizona, blah, blah. And not going, I was like, sure, I watched on TV. It was a great experience, but should have gone to that game to say I was there. Yeah. I was afraid of going to Indianapolis and losing, to be totally honest with you. I was like, I don't want to spend the money to go to Indianapolis to watch them lose. It'd be fun to go back and watch them at these Super Bowls. Just from a personal standpoint. It could be fun to go back and watch some of these. Yeah. That'd be a good one to go back and watch. Where you forget, oh, this play happened. This was pivotal. Especially when I was drinking back in the day. You know, it's like, how much of this do I actually remember with clarity? That's what's great about YouTube, man. You can watch all these games. Even even ones where I wasn't drinking, like you know those ones at Goldberg's. Like, there's so much shit going on. What is the uh, <clears throat> what's the Super Bowl matchup and Super Bowl location that you would pay the most to go see, and how much is it? I don't know. It's a good question. Like which which of your multiple teams matching up? Well, like let's start it, with location. A, I mean, honestly, Bengals Rams Super Bowl in LA. It's kind of shocking you weren't there. Although you had really just returned home. Yeah. Um It'd be cool to see a game in Vegas. There's all that other stuff, but also it'd be cool. Like New Orleans would be a lot of fun to see a Super Bowl, man. I don't. I wouldn't care as much about a Houston or Arizona. Something about the domes would be cool. Let me let me see what the future Super Bowl locations are. Next year's in New Orleans. Back to Levi. Oh shit! Back to Levi Stadium in 2026. Back to SoFi 2027. You know they just rotate the same ones. I don't know. It'd be fun to see a Mahomes team, man. Like this should be a good Super Bowl to see if you're going. This would be a fun Super Bowl to see. Two very evenly matched teams. Your boy Joe Burr back to New Orleans next year. You you are you would it be like a Burrow? Well, let me tell you something next year, Andy. If it's Tommy DeVito versus Joe Burrow in New Orleans, we're going. The Bengals will not go back to the Super Bowl as long as that junior varsity guy's their head coach. I'm I'm firmly firmly entrenched in that belief now. You're you're Zach Taylor. You're talking about Zach Taylor. Yeah, he's now a JV coach. He's a JV coach. Congratulations, Bengals fans! You're going to the Super Bowl next year. The Andy Ruther curse. That's so strong. Can you say we also will? For we also have no show, no shot of going there. Do the Giants go to a Super Bowl with Brian Dable as their head coach? 
they they have a better chance than the Bengals with Zach Taylor. Well, our chances just keep getting stronger too. Now we have a Sirianni, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy division. Let's fucking go, baby. But you know what? The the more I you know, the more I watch the NFL, the more I learn over all these years. It's also obviously how you're run as an organization, man. Like uh, again, the the good organizations, they know how to draft, they know how to scout, they they like you you gotta put a team around these guys now. And once they get these mega deals, we all know how hard it is. I mean, I'll I'll ask it right now. Is Mahomes the only guy to make a deal that, t- that the team continues to win and make it to the Super Bowl? Name a quarterback who's been on a mega deal. Well, I mean, making it to the Super Bowl is, <clears throat> you know. And that's what, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're also talking about Mahomes. Mahomes making it every year. Like, I, it's almost like, this, is that even a reflection on anybody else's deal? Like, you're already taking one spot of two every year. And it essentially goes to Mahomes. But my point is, Brady was not on mega, mega deals. There was so much restructuring always going on. But they could, re- again, that's my point. The restructuring, this goes back to the original conversation. They kept being able to restructure Brady because Brady kept playing. And kept being successful. That's never going to happen again because teams aren't going to be like, I, I, again, I just said this. The idea, everybody keeps pointing at Jalen Hurts. If you look at the Jalen Hurts talk online, like look up right now, Jalen Hurts' deal is team-friendly until 2027 and 2028 when he makes like $45 million and $64 million a year. So it's, well, when we get to that point in the deal, we can restructure. The idea that Jalen Hurts is going to be the Eagles' starting quarterback in the 2031 is ludicrous. So you're not restructuring that deal. You're just paying that. There's 0% chance that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles in the 2031 season. But again, if you look at the mega deals, I know Mahomes takes one of the two. None of these guys. Rodgers never made another Super Bowl. Now, I don't know Peyton Manning's contracts. I don't know Eli Manning's contracts. I don't know Drew Brees' contract. Well, I believe Eli Manning made the most money ever in NFL history. When he retired. That was more of a longevity thing. Right. And also being in the top, like, yeah, he was never the number one highest pay, like, or it might've been for a second, but um, he was always floating around the top. And then it's always the question of like, it's, just, it's the same thing I went through back in the day. It was like, yeah, Romo so much better than Eli Manning. It's like, cool, man. Well, 13 minutes of Tony Romo's crew was super fun. Like, I guess. <laughs> You say so, but a guy like Tony Romo, you think he's better? He's never going to achieve that kind of money because he didn't last. 
I don't know if he's going to. Andy froze on me. He's calling the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You back? Did I did I freeze on you or did you freeze on me? It just the screen went the screen went dark again. Oh. The screen didn't go dark on me, but you froze mid sense. But I think you were about to say Tony Romo's not gonna last as an announcer, correct? I said he might not. Well, there's there's that article that came out this week, right? That's what I'm saying. And, and the article comes out in the New York Post, and now you have Brady stepping up next year on Fox. So what now he's got- I more competition these like i would love to shit on tony romo again i liked romo when he started people soured on him faster than i did but now i have soured along because weirdly he's getting worse at it he's getting worse like everything that he did that was good is now sort of gone like I kind of wanted him to stay in the mode that he did when he started, which was sort of a backseat to Nance, who's obviously a a longtime professional broadcaster, and you come in with your shit. Now it's like the Tony Romo broadcast with a lot of, right, Jim? What do you think of that, Jim? What do you say, Jim? And you're like, who's running this fucking show? So I totally understand why Nance doesn't like him. And I would love to criticize Romo and and say, look at how good fucking Peyton and Eli are, blah, blah, blah. My These are my guys. They did the same thing, essentially, which is like, it was really great. And then they the stuff that no one wanted, they started doing more of. And the stuff that people did want, they did less of. Um, I still think the Manning cast is a fantastic broadcast. But like, I don't need fucking Mark Wahlberg there. Um. So he, he doesn't want to be there either. Right. But like, that's going to be the interesting thing with Brady. We keep pulling these guys out because of how big their names are, but like, are they that interesting? Like Greg Olson, not a huge name in football. He was great at it. Yeah, he is great at it. Tiki Barber. Much bigger name in football than Greg Olson was. Terrible at it. They were like, get the fuck out of here. Now he's doing like local radio. He had 20 shots to be a fucking big time thing. They were like, You're on fucking Good Morning America or well, the Today He was show also cheating on his wife with. That's part of it. Sure. And that was that. And that's what happened. Tom Brady left his pregnant fucking girlfriend, right? Took up with a fucking. Yeah, but they had already model. broken. They had already broken up. I mean, I, I mean, that's what they said. They had already broken up, but she found out she was preggers. It's not, and it's not like she's not uh, attractive either, right? He's dating a Hollywood actress. I think Brady will be fine. Yeah, but you love Brady. I do love Brady. What's there not to love about Tom Brady? He's good looking. He wins. Well, he's first of all, he's had massive amounts of plastic surgery, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. It, 
You think it's massive? Well, look, I mean, he's he's aging in reverse. I've done the sucking the blood of babies jokes like a thousand times. Look at him when he was <laughs> look at his look at his rookie picture. Look at him now. You don't think Matt Reif was like Tom Brady, who's your chin man? You're crazy. <laughs> Plus, you know, oh. the whole the whole cheating thing, like, does that like give me that in the I'll like Tom Brady in the booth if he gives me some if he gives me the cheating thing, you know? Like, what are we talking about? The inflated footballs, the inflated footballs, the Spygate, the all you know, dude. I know you're not going to hear this, but like, the, to me, those are such minor things. They what, they beat what? the Colts. They beat the Colts by four touchdowns. We're going to talk it's not about a matter the of them footballs. beating the Colts. It's a matter of them. It's you know, it's a matter of the constant cheating. I, the, I, I do think that. a lot of them constantly cheat. They just are dumb enough to get caught. You don't think Just a lot of only, the, the, only the Patriots were dumb enough to keep continually get caught? I don't know. I think I think a lot of them push the boundaries. Super smart, Belichick, greatest coach ever, Brady. Or wait, I can never figure it out. This was when the league was out to get the Patriots, or this is when the league was handing the Patriots championships because they, I don't think the league was out to get the Patriots. Look, right. I like of Brady. course, of course they weren't. That's so fucking stupid. But but look, I like, like Brady a lot, obviously. I like Peyton Manning a lot. Like, like a lot of, you know, for different reasons. I like Eli Manning a lot. Like, I think a lot of these guys, they all have their, their positives to me. I'll be, I'll be curious how it plays out and and it could be a mess. I know they'd never do this. I'd love to see a, a Manning cast Super Bowl, a Manning cast NFC AFC championship game. Oh yeah. No, they'll never do it. Cause they'll never take away from their main broadcast. It'd be fun also, though. those games aren't even on ESPN, right? Never, never. Although I think I think ESPN slash ABC is now getting a Super Bowl. Nice, they are. So, speaking of ESPN, there is a call for you. Ooh, here we go. About a certain ESPN personality. The call is confusing because you'll hear. It's it's classic dirtball. I mean, I love this. A certain ESPN personality. Is there are there ESPN personalities left? I'm assuming that this call isn't about fucking Nick Wright. I'm assuming this is a Stephen A. Smith call. Correct. Yeah, it was good. Dirty sports. Your boy Nick from Alaska. So like, I just I just have a question for uh, just Giuseppe Prano, Mister Italiano. I. I'm just wondering, I'm watching Stephen A. Smith, all right? And, like, I, I kind of agree with most of the shit he says. Like, and I, like, he's just being, you know, the way he acts is just for entertainment. Like, he's just a, he's just a character. And, like, him and Michael Irvin are pretty, and Shannon Sharp. Like, I feel like that's a pretty funny trio, you know? Like, Stephen A. is, like, I feel like Stephen A. says, like, like his takes, I, I'm agreeing with, like, probably, like, I don't know, probably, like, 80 85 percent of them so i'm just like wondering like what's your what's your gripe against Stephen a like i know he's fucking retarded but like you know it's, it's you know espn hack pat mcafee's a hack i'd rather listen to Stephen a and pat mcafee at least Stephen a's you know you see he comes up more real than pat mcafee to be honest pat mcafee's just a fucking corporate hack now anyways yeah 
Yo, if you could answer this question talking about Stephen A. Smith in Stephen A.'s voice, I think that'd be way funnier. Anyways, that's that's my call. Condoms will always be for Tony Romo. I told you, Ruther, from the jump that he's up. Oh, my bad. Bleep that out. My bad. Anyways, peace. I bleeped it out for you. Well, but, but 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 by the way, I bleeped it out. But here's the thing. I. What do you mean you told me? I, I, I've been against I was not a Romo fan as an announcer since day one, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. So so before before you do your thing, Stephen A is a character of himself at this point. He knows that. The the Twitter feed, Stephen A burners, Twitter feed. I mean, he's a character. He's a caricature of like now it's that weird area where What's real? What's fake? What does he play into just being the loud, brash Stephen A. Smith? But then he has his own show, right? Which is completely different. Like where he went off and was calling uh, Jason Whitlock, uh, you know, fat and doing all those things. And it's like, he's got his own brand. But I, But my point is, to the caller, Nick, I don't know how many of his takes are real or is it just pure entertainment? I don't know. Also, <clears throat> you don't have to watch ESPN. Like, he's just like, he's so much better than McAfee, so much better than, you know, this guy. He's doing it. Like, dude, there's, I mean, you listen to this show. So you're obviously aware that there are outlets outside of ESPN. Like, I don't watch any of that shit on ESPN anymore. And the 80%, first of all, I think it's a, a, a gross over-exaggeration. Your, your sports opinions are probably pretty bad if you're agreeing with, uh, with Stephen A. Smith on 75% to 80% of his takes. But also, the delivery of the takes are egregious. And then the wrong ones are like all the more egregious. And I just like the truth is Stephen A. Smith, there's not a single sport where like I appreciate Stephen A. Smith's opinion on any like his football opinions are basic at best. His basketball opinions are where he's supposed to be making like his name. Like he was he was on the NBA crew for a while he they they hoisted him into the thing and his basketball takes like this i mean he is he is the classic can't go five minutes without fucking mentioning michael jordan guy you know it's like 70 point game for luca but in today's nba andy in today's nba he scored 70 watch this man gets into the lane it's like I'm watching it in slow motion. You play this kind of defense against Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And the man scoring 127,000 points a game. You thought I was going to say 127 points a game, didn't you? Not with this kind of defense. He's scoring 127,000 points a game in today's NBA. And he's averaging it on 150% shooting. You take a guy like Michael Jeffrey Jordan and you give him two shots in today's NBA, he's making three of them. 
He's making three of them. This man on 150% shooting scores 127,000 points a game. I don't want to hear about it. And 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 we're, we're going to be out here comparing Joel Embiid to Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain? Did I ever watch Will play? No, because there's no video of it. But I cut my teeth. I cut my teeth at a newspaper in Philadelphia. What's Philadelphia near? Hershey, Pennsylvania. Where did Will score 100? Hershey, Pennsylvania. I've ridden the log flume there through chocolate. <laughs> I've watched Will in Wonka Vision. And you're going to be out here telling me Joel Embiid? Is going to score points with Will. Will still. This man scored 100. How many does he score today? 250 million? Will Chamberlain in today's NBA scores more points per game than women he had sex with in his lifetime, which is ranging somewhere between 40 and 60,000. The math ain't mathin'. If you think Joel Embiid is touching Wilton still. And don't even get me going on Moses Malone. Don't even. Moses Malone in today's NBA would be biblical Moses. The season be parting. The season be parting. In this man going down the lane. What about Bob? How would he fare? And this white man has no chance today. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. But Allen Iverson, the league would need to take out an extra insurance policy to cover all of the broken ankles. You think that you think the NFL's got a CTE problem? The NBA have an ankle problem if, if Allen Iverson was back in here crossing people over. Ain't nobody today. Not Kevin Durant, who's a seven-foot shooting guard. Not Victor Wimbayama, who's a 7'11 shooting guard. Nobody today has the body and the skills to stop six-foot Allen Iverson from crossing them over. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, that's really not too far off, to be honest. Now, I think this Super Bowl, no one's even asking me about football, but I'm going to tell you, I think this Super Bowl comes down to one thing and one thing only. Who does Hunter Henry perform better for in this game, the 49ers or the Chiefs? He's not on either of those teams, Stephen A. So you say. That's your opinion, Skip. <laughs> Uh, once again, he he was their highest paid until Pat McAfee was their highest paid personality. I mean, look, nothing's going to change with that situation. But here, it, here's it's the... going to get real dicey. Did you did you see the? Did we even talk about this? Did you see the thing about ESPN? Or I'm sorry, the NFL buying a chunk of ESPN. Did you see this? No. 
It's funny how it's been so hush hush. The article came out a few weeks ago. Apparently, the NFL wants to buy equity in ESPN. You talk about a serious conflict of interest on so many levels. Because betting now is a thing with ESPN bet. You're telling me, and I don't know who decides this, what sort of committee or, again, I I don't know who is in control of something like this, but if ESPN, or I'm sorry, if the NFL owned a stake in ESPN, I don't know how that would be legal. But that's the rumor. The rumor is that the NFL wants to buy a stake of ESPN, and that would also include the NFL apparently wants to get unload the NFL network. Maybe ESPN would take that over. I mean, it would still be a thing, but then it would be run by ESPN. But do you know what I'm saying? And journalistically, that, I mean, that's it's that's that's out the window, yeah, but that's, right? That's over. What are we talking? Forget. No, journalism. no, that is over. That is over. But it'd be even more over. My point is. Let's say there's questions about CTE or player health. If the NFL owns a stake in the company that does has the reporters and the journalists, they're not asking those questions. They're not writing stories. They'll have Dr. Aaron Rodgers talk about it on Pat McAfee. But that's my point, is that it's the betting in particular, though. How could the NFL own a stake in a company that also owns a gambling company? That's the rumors. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. Yeah, the NFL is in negotiations to buy a stake in ESPN. Sketch, bro. Isn't that wild? Yeah. But it's not even a little bit shocking. It's insane. Dude, I always it's funny. If you could go back in time, I always think if I could go back in time, it'd be to, it'd be a buy an NFL team in like the fucking sixties. It's insane the value. It's insane the value of these teams. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And that's why I don't feel bad when it so like personally, the the stadium lease is up. I live in the city of Cincinnati. That lease is up for renewal in 2026. I will not vote for it. I will not vote for it. And people people counter and they say they say, okay. What is voting against it entail? Well, there's nothing on the ballot yet, right? Basically, <coughs> I don't want to pay more tax dollars to improve the Bengals stadium. I, I, it's just, it's, it's me out of sheer principle. Now, people would counter, dude, if you lost the team, what that would do to the economy. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there'd be a big hit. Uh, the whole district down there with all the bars and restaurants and all that. But to me, it's call, it's calling. It doesn't matter whether it's the Bengals or any other team. It's calling their bluff, saying. Dude, I know what you fuckers make. I don't want to pay money to continue to update a stadium when your when your team is valued at two fucking billion dollars. Fuck you. 
fuck you. The, the, the money in this league and, and, and the shill, especially like the super fan shill, come on guys, like, you know, it's the least we can do. No, no, the least they can do is, is take care of it. That's why I said if, if I could go back in time, it'd be to have equity in an NFL team, even just in the 80s. Hell, even the 90s. I mean, it's insane what these teams are worth. I mean, we see the numbers. Those two AFC and NFC championship games, how many people are watching it? How many people are going to watch the Super Bowl? The Taylor Swift effect is going to help the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Gas man just stuck his head in my window. Who? The gas man. He's like literally put his head right in my fucking window here. Scared the shit out of me. Like turn on your gas? No, just like I don't know what he's doing out there. He's walking around the house. He's listening, man. He works for the NFL. That's what's going on there. Hey, did you see the NBA is going to do two days now for a draft? I did see that. Smart move. Yeah. Right, it's like the it's like again, it's like the NFL. Just fucking squeeze as much juice out of it as you can. Why not? Yeah, it it seems like there's not nearly as much of a of like the NBA draft falls off pretty hard after the lottery, but it's smart of them to make it two days and then try to elevate it. Try to say, hey, these guys get found in the second round. Nikola Jokic was a second rounder. This guy's a second rounder. Stick around for the second round. Make it like put a little more effort into it because they they go so heavy on the lottery. And then after that, that the NBA draft just goes just gets riled off. And people are like, all right, so nothing to see here. Yeah. And obviously, people aren't like the NFL. People aren't showing up, you know, dressed in full face paint for the NBA games or the NBA draft. I also like how they're doing this WNBA versus NBA three point contest with uh, Steph and Sabrina Ionescu. Is that her name? Ionescu. Not going to work yes. here. That's for sure. Yeah, so they're going to do a three-point contest. And she's going to shoot from the, you know, from the WNBA three, and he's going to shoot from the NBA three. Although she offered to shoot from the NBA line. Now her, now her ball, the ball in the WNBA is a little smaller. Yeah. Which is fine. Obviously, it should be. Obviously, they're trying to generate a little Lower the rims, w- raise the shorts. Pizza Starro. That's right. If, let me just make a prediction. First of all, I think Steph probably wins. But if she wins, be prepared for all of your favorite dipshit talking heads to talk about how the NBA, the woke NBA, made Steph lose. How much do you think they paid Steph to throw this? Mark, mark it down, Andy. 
Well, look, I don't know anything about her, but I know just the very little I do know about women's basketball. A lot of women can shoot. Right. So it's like, I don't think it would be a surprise if she if she beats him. Right. It wouldn't be. There's nobody guarding him, either right. of them. So it's like, right. it's like, what are we talking about here? Like it also really has nothing to do with three point shooting in in the actual sport of basketball. But I'm just saying, if she, I agree with you, no one guarding you, shorter, smaller ball, level playing field. She can. In win. fact, I put my money that she beats him. If she does, mark my words. Before the buzzer goes off, Clay Travis will have tweeted that the woke mob has rigged this you're obsessed with him you're obsessed with clay travis why are you so obsessed with clay travis i hate con artists i'm i'm related to one i hate con artists i hate people who abandon everything they believe just for the sake of making money well that's that's a lot of people yeah a lot of people they're all they're all total assholes but that's you know what what why give them any credence right sure no no not sure because you do <laughs> well there's also then then you get into the fucking you know then you get into the grossness of you know attacking people and 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 vilifying people and and you know I, we have used the dirty sports what i love about dirt balls we've used dirty sports fans to track down Jameis one of one we've whatever but we weren't like hey dirt balls dox this person for being gay <laughs> Like that's gross. You know what I mean? Like when you have when you have a following and you use them to attack people because like they're gay or trans or black or whatever, then you're just a piece of shit. Yeah, but I but I think all that stuff, the doxing, that goes on both sides, right? On the political spectrum. Oh, yeah. I think it is no. gross. I think but, I think it but, is gross. I, I would never want to dox anybody. Um I think it is gross, but also I think like people who you, you brought it up. Cause I made, I made a joke and I, and it's total, a totally serious joke about the, the WNBA three point contest. You and I both agree. She has a chance to win, right? I think she will win. So we know sports. We both think she has a chance to win shorter line, smaller ball, nobody guarding them. She we both, we well, both know sports. Right. Yeah. We both know sports. We think we think she has a chance to win. So if you know sports, you know she has a chance to win. So if you know sports and you know she has a chance to win and she wins and you write that it's rigged because the woke mob wants to whatever, you're just doing that to be in. You're just doing you're just grifting, right? Yeah. Great. That's that's my only point. I know, but I that I would I like. I mean, that's just something somebody I ignore. It's like you, you're just you're a shill for this for this team, right? He's just shilling for the, for this side. 
and somebody else is going to shill for the other side. So I just, I, I, it's all, it's all lunacy for me and it's, and it's fake, right? Like, like it's, it's a version of Stephen A that people become and they take on these caricatures and, and like you said, it's where they can make money and they just lean into that. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's insane. It's like, it's like, uh, I got a text from Kyle Aronofsky about, he's like, dude, you did this guy's podcast. I did it. That, that wild guy that I did like in 2017, 2018. Oh, when you were on the black conservatives podcast. So they just, I love that. that's one of my favorite, Andy Ruth and everything that and going on the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> yeah. So I go on that dude's podcast and guess what? Guess, guess who, guess who had him on as a guest, which caused a lot of controversy this week. Who? Your mom's house had him on. Cause he's so insane. And, and he's talking about how they should bring slavery back. Right. right. Coming from a black guy. And they have him on as a guest. And, and it was, it was controversial. Cause people were like, dude, you're giving this guy a platform. So then obviously some people are arguing that stance of you're giving him a platform. The other people are arguing, dude, they're laughing how ridiculous this is. That's why they have him on. You know, it's a black guy saying how he'd bring back slavery. But like, that's what, that's what that dude does. He says wild things. This, this Jesse Lee Peterson guy, he's insane. And, and to be honest, I think he's, I'll just say, I don't care. I have no problem saying it. I think he's, he's a closeted homosexual. This is my own personal theory, which I don't think anybody else has said just from his interactions with me and some of the weird things that he said to me off air. He's an unmarried minister who was very hung up off air about me working for Lance Bass. And did I go to gay nightclubs? Have I been to gay nightclubs? And when I would say, yes, why, if you're straight, what are you doing at gay nightclubs and this and that? Why? I really all time great. Andy. If you guys haven't watched this, it's an all time great Andy Ruther thing. I don't, I, how long ago is that? 2017? It's something like that. But it's like, that's what this dude's doing. He's just leaning in to make money into like a MAGA crowd. But also you just got, you just got, you just touched on something that might be true. It's like, maybe he's a closeted homosexual and this is his fucking thing. It's like, you know, the, she doth protest too much. He's just overly, sure. right, right, right. So there's that. For and sure. Then there's, and then there's people who are just like, ooh, this is a great way for me to make money. You know, like the whole fucking, you know, the whole Sage Steel thing. It's like, all right, you're, you, you got fucking, ESPN's a shitbag company. We all agree that, blah, 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 blah. You got fired. But it's like, now all of your opinions are the other way. So you're just being like, I had an opinion. I got basically fired for it. So now I'm going to adjust all of my opinions to match that so that I can grift off of the people who support me. But, but that's, yeah, that's the age. That's my point is, is the age you, you have to align suddenly. But we've talked, we've talked about that on this show. We've talked about it on this show. I've got, I've had the people who say, Joe's a woke fucking blah, blah, blah. I do not think trans women or trans men or whatever. I don't even know. I don't think trans women should compete against women in sports. I don't think that. That's not being me being transphobic. That's not me being whatever. 
sports have always been separated by sex. Always, always. The Olympics does. They don't. The Olympics doesn't give a shit about your gender. They don't even ask you your gender. Your gender is not a factor in the Olympic competition. Your sex is. Are you male or female? This is not. Are you a man or are you a woman? This is not. You are you a dude or a chick? It's not. You're a guy. You're a lady. Are you a male or a female? And if you're intersex, they actually test your fucking levels to see which side you would fall on because intersex is a real thing there are not actually two sexes that's ludicrous okay so this is not being me being whatever this is the way it has always been males not men males have a distinct physical advantage over females okay now if i was a shitbag grifter who's like awoke and just because I support Colin Kaepernick using free speech in America, I now have to fucking stand for trans athletes because I would be grifting to one side. I'm not doing that. When you change all your opinions because you don't want to upset your fucking base, Donald Trump is a goddamn lifelong Democrat. Then you figure out if he said dumb fucking racist shit, all the fucking Republicans would vote for him and he made it his entire brand. Clay Travis voted for Obama twice. By the way, we're we are going to now move our show to the the Jesse Lee Peterson network. That's what I've decided. I, I got to go back and rewatch that, man. I, I don't think I watched it since the time you were on. I just remember him go, pretty early in the show going at a, go, to bring up the Kaepernick thing. And I was like, well, I was like, well, it wasn't just up rooting on Ruther, who was like, it wasn't just the Kaepernick. It was, it was questions about me teaching in a, you know, predominantly black and Hispanic school. It was, it was like, he, he leaves you it's it's so crazy like i know why they brought him on your mom's house because they probably just discovered how crazy he is but but it's it's like he says things so people some of my friends who watch it they go your your reaction like you don't know how to react it's so crazy because at one point he he just straight up looks at me again he's black himself and says name anything good the black culture has done and i'm just like i'm like uh what and for some reason, he he looked at me and he said, "You could never live in an all black city." And I'm like, "Don't tell me where I could live. You could never live in a predominantly black city." And I I actually bring up New Orleans. I go, "I like New Orleans a lot. That's a predominantly black city." Because you never live down there. It's terrible. And I'm like, "Well, you can't ask me where I live, and then I tell you, and then you try to tell me I'm lying. It's it's insane." When I start talking about like. Suddenly it's like, dude, you're making me defend the whole, the whole race. Like, like, like if I'm talking about music and arts and all, I'm like things, he's like, what do you like about black people? And I'm just like, this is so fucking weird. And then I went back cause he has a network. The irony of all that is that he's in LA, right? Like you should have this studio in Alabama somewhere. Yeah. But I went back and did somebody else's show. At the I same saw studio? Him- same studio like a couple years later and 
I saw him off air and he was doing it again. He's like, I just think it's weird. Like he, he kept bringing up the gay thing. And that's when I left there, I was like, I think he's closeted gay and it's actually pretty. You sad. are the gay. Like you're hung up on me hanging around gay men or being friends with gay men or going to gay nightclubs or all any of this stuff. And he's so hung up on it. He kept being like, well, why would you do that? I was like, I got, I got a gay friend. We hang out, whatever it is. I, I work on a, on a radio show that's in the gay community. Well, but why, but why are you doing that? Bro? Like, I don't know what you want from me. And then he offered to suck my dick. It got really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch uh, it. No, and I, by the way, that was every Dave Chappelle bit ever. That's hilarious. Just a 95% true story. And then, and he tried to suck my dick. <laughs> and then slam the microphone on your leg. Yeah, I don't know what he did this week. I just saw a highlight on Instagram of him on your mom's house. <laughs> and he's literally explaining how why he would bring back slavery. And I'm just like, what is happening? And he's not joking. But maybe he is. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe that's my point of, let me bring it back to Stephen A. Smith and all these things is like, the line is so blurred for me in 2024 of like, what is a caricature? What is a real? See, this is why I don't hate Stephen Smith, Stephen A. Smith's guts. Stephen A. I hate, here's, I'm glad this has come full circle. Stephen A. Smith is a product of people being stupid. Stephen A. Smith does not say ludicrous takes because it makes him money. Stephen A. Smith says ludicrous takes because Stephen A. Smith is dumb and has dumb ludicrous takes. So you think he believes all those takes? I think he believes all those takes. Okay. And he's dumb. Now, some of them are so dumb. So Stephen A. Smith, what's, what's sad about Stephen A. Smith is that he exists because people watch. And you're like, what? Why are you watching this? This is insanity. Why are what the idea that you just called our show and you're like 80, I like 80% of the shit he said. Why are you watching this? Stephen A. Smith exists because people are dumb enough to watch him. That's different than people who abandon their beliefs and shape them to speak to an audience that they think will support them. Finding a niche audience and being like, if I say this and this and this and this, and if I never change my opinion, if it never goes against the grain for that group, I can just take money from them. Stephen A. Smith is an awful broadcaster. He's, he's, he's like nails on the chalkboard to me. But he's not a bad person. He just has bad opinions. What's his worst opinion? Skip Bayless have... is lying. To oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless creates takes for the sole purpose. Of for entertainment. Skip, yeah. Skip Bayless, in his heart, for five, eight years, his known LeBron James is the best basketball player that ever walked the earth. 
He's known it. But he refuses it. Every opportunity he gets for engagement. If there's a video of LeBron stumbling while he walks. He's shooting out a fucking take. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree with the skip that he doesn't believe in anything he says. Ever. It's crazy now. This stuff is just wild. The, you know, the, the, the quote unquote, the mainstream sports media. You know what we got to update? We got to update some of these old heads on some of these, these pregame shows, man. For a guy who, for a guy who loves the NFL, it's like, man, we, we just, I don't know. What's amazing about like the pregame shows is they add, but they never subtract. Never subtract. Like when Gronk comes in, doesn't he make fucking Howie Long or whatever redundant? Like, remember when the show was James Brown, was it? Was that the guy who used to host it? With James Brown's CBS it. now, he's he used to be on Fox. Right, he used to be on Fox. And it used to be James Brown, Howie, Terry Bradshaw, and Jimmy, jo- J- uh, Jimmy Johnson. Correct. That was it. Now you have the same group. They Lee added Strahan. Michael Strahan. They added Gronk. They had like whatever. It's like, dude, there's not a single dude. I'm barely old enough to remember how long playing. Barely. Like I barely remember how long playing football. Same. I know it happened. Pete there. I don't remember Terry Bradshaw playing football. Nope. So you see the point, you see the purpose of bringing in Gronk. You see the purpose of bringing in Michael Strahan. You move guys out. What are we doing here? What the fuck is Terry Bradshaw doing on television anymore? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I don't watch. By the way, I don't watch any of this shit. You would you would know way better than me. The CBS. Who's the CBS pregame show at this point? I I don't really watch it either. The same thing. So James Brown is is you know is the studio guy. Boomer Sizem has been there forever. Bill Cower, who's been there forever. Right. Bill Sims, who's been there forever. And your young guy is Nate Burleson. But that's why Amazon what? went all, all young, right? Like Amazon went all recent guys. Like all recent, like recently retired, right? Andrew Whitworth, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah, and Sherman, Richard Sherman, with with Carissa Thompson, you know, with with the, the attractive blonde girl. I watch zero percent of this. I don't, I don't, I don't watch it either. But you know, it's on. Like, let me put it this way: what reason I'm bringing this up? I was, I was just curious. I was watching the post game trophy celebrations 
on the championship Sunday. And I'm like, guys, what are we doing here? Now, luckily, Bradshaw wasn't there, so Michael Strahan did the presentation. Because normally that's Terry Bradshaw. I mean, Terry Bradshaw had a reality show. My girlfriend watched a Terry Bradshaw reality show with his family. You talk about nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, what are you watching? Terry Bradshaw reality show? Was it hosted by Jeff Dye? <laughs> no. I know what you're talking about, though. But what's crazy is that these, like, yeah, why don't they ever just move people out? Like, but they move- have, right? They they moved on. Dan Marino used to be on CBS. Shannon Sharp. Shannon like, Sharp moved-, moved on, sort of moved on on his own, right? Yeah. Well, he said he was fired. He 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 openly said that. Oh, okay. That's amazing. I don't watch any. Of the, I don't watch any of it because. But you know why? You know why they don't. They know why. I don't? And, and, because... and yeah, you know what? You know what the most offensive one to me is. You know what the most offensive one to me is. How is Jason Garrett on television talking about football? Oh, so bad. This is like OJ running a knife safety class. Here's how you want to you want to store your knives in this little case here, so no one accidentally gets cut. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle OJ's knife safety course. We're going to teach you how not to ever get cut by a knife. After this, Jason Garrett's going to break down some football tape. The most bad, the most unqualified person to do it ever. He's bad. But that's that but they, is the great thing about sports media today, though. It's like you can go and get it other places. I don't listen to it and watch a ton of shit. You know what I mean? But there's a million outlets. Yeah. You used to be able to say you go you go watch the Pat McAfee show. What do you mean you used to be able to say? Well, you you know, it used to be different than the mass media. You know, you could go and watch a podcast. Yeah. Pretty soon there'll be AI of all this shit. Which is wild. What we need is an AI, AI. <laughs> I need an artificial intelligence, Alan Iverson. If you don't think artificial intelligence AI is crossing over artificial intelligence LeBron James in an artificial intelligence NBA Finals, you don't know what you're talking about. That's funny. I went and saw that Spielberg movie back in the day. I thought I was like, finally, Steven Spielberg making a movie about the greatest Philadelphia 76 point guard of all time. No, it wasn't about that. Well, you guys can call our hotline, 310-359-8365. Maybe Stephen Ale respond to you. And and you know what? I know you guys are going to ignore me, but like, let's just try to keep it concise. <laughs> like, we, have, we have returned. We have once again, again, gone full circle with Andy Ruther. Guys, can you just keep it under a minute? I just what like 
just just get to the point. I, I'm I'm a broken man, guys. Just get to the point. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Will you watch any of the Pro Bowl events this weekend, Andy? Probably not. Okay. I'll probably will you watch any. With... Will, you, will you watch any NBA uh, this weekend? Probably not. Okay. We'll see. What does What does Andy Ruther get up to this weekend? I don't know. Hopefully, I'd love to get out of the house, man. Last weekend. Ugh. When we all had COVID, sucks. You're all stuck here. And I mean, dude, I like this point. I, I mean, she says Coco now. Now she can start to speak a little like. Oh, she can like, say Coco. She can request Coco Melon. Coco. And then starts clapping. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm just, I'm really losing my mind over it. I just I have you guys talked about it. have you guys talked about adding a second to the mix just to keep give her company? Yeah, or? yeah. Miss look, Miss Rachel pops up occasionally. No, I'm saying have you have you guys talked about adding a second kid to the mix to you know give the daughter some uh oh yeah, trust me. I'm I'm hearing it from all, like all angles right now. Who what's all angles? The wifey mom the wifey's mom. Yeah, here we go. The siblings, both sides. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, let me let me just give me a like. Here's the thing: being an old dad's not. Can I have a minute? <laughs> <laughs> being a I, let me let me correct this: being a first time old dad, it's not fucking easy. Like, I, like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like, there's a huge difference having a kid at 31 and 41. There is. There's just this. There just is. And I am very fortunate to have a very easygoing baby. That's the truth, too. Like, she's not high maintenance at all. And she's happy and she's cheerful. And I'm very lucky for that. So we all know number two is going to be hell. Like, she doesn't really cry unless she's sick. Happy kid. Very happy kid. But, yeah, can I get a minute? It's like... My, my sister says that all the time. <clears throat> they go back and forth on whether or not they're having a second one. She's like... He's pretty great. Like, look at our family. What if the next one is John? I was like, yeah, I get it. It's tough, it's tough call. <laughs> no, but I do. The sibling thing is true. It's true. Like, and they say it's, well, it's easier than you think because then you got one, one plays with the other and it's not, right. you don't have to give attention, constant attention. Are there cousins that. that are in her age range? You guys yeah. Have yeah. Her, her brother has two kids under or her one cousin's like four months older and then her and then another one that's within like a year and a half. You gotta do cousin siblings. Get them all to a party. No, I want to have another kid. And 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 I do. You heard it here first, guys. I pulled it out of them. I'd like to have another child. And, and I and I'd like another baby coming. No, I'm not saying another baby's coming. And full disclosure, I'd like, you know, I know it's not in my control. I'd love to have a boy, which means I'll have another girl, but they say, you know. they say you can adjust that with positions, Andy. Yeah. They say you ever, they, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Face if only my dad ass up, that's the way you got up up. If you want, I mean, why didn't my dad what? leave me? Like, why didn't he leave me any tips? Five boys. I mean, what was listen, why, don't make me do this, Andy. 
Don't make me fucking do this. It's getting it's gonna about to get weird because both your parents are lovely people and both of them are no longer with us. But apparently your dad had Joanne's face in the pillow, dude. Five times. That's what so, it is. That's what they say. Doggy style. Even even it. yeah, yeah, Google it. I'm gonna Google that. That doesn't bother me. I don't I don't get freaked out by that. Five kids, okay. Five boys. Really, that's a thing. The the position, yeah, it's affects thing. the baby's sex. Supposedly, I think uh, they say that the. And again, I've I've got very little experience, but I'm just going on what I've read very briefly. I think I've heard that like, the shorter the distance you make it, the better chance you have of having a boy. Like. The 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 female swimmers are like Katie Ledecky's. They dominate the 800 meters. You know, they dominate the 1500 meters. You need a Matt Biondi. You need a guy. You need a guy who's going out 50 meters hard. You need a fucking Mark Spitz. You need a sprinter, Andy. You don't need anybody going upstream, swimming upstream. I'm seeing a lot of things to say. What you're saying is complete bullshit. All right. Too bad you can't ask Walt. Too bad I can't. <laughs> Maybe you'll come to me in a dream. I had a dream we were doing yard work recently. I you and Walt? That's, doing yard work? Yeah, like, that's, that's some field gonna... of dreams shit. I know. That's like, real that's... field of dreams shit. Hey, and by the way, that's not, that's not you true. Have you know catch? why? Like, it's what? <laughs> Mow the lawn. Oh, exactly. And, and you know what? In the dream, we were working together, but that's not true because in the summer of 2020, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I ever said this. My brother, Greg, could not stop laughing. He he said my dad was Clint Eastwood and I was Tao from Gran Torino. My dad would just sit on the back patio and just tell me to do work. And he'd sit there and just literally watch me like, go move all those logs in the woods. Like, go, go take down these tree branches. Go trim up this. And he would just watch me. So I was. Uh... By the way, the guy whose podcast you did is like, that's right. Bring it back. <laughs> put old black men on the put old white men on the porch and have them yelling out. Free work. Uh, we've come full circle. Okay. We've come full circle let's, like multiple times in the show. Let's wrap this up. Keeps crisscrossing. Andy, you said it was Super Bowl week. It's not. Super Bowl week is next week. I can't wait for it. You know, this is this is this is this episode has been a preview of what it's going to be like three episodes from now when we don't have football to talk. Four episodes from now when we don't have football to talk. Uh, but next week we've got a Monday episode. It'll be early in the week. Probably start start looking at the the games uh, the game stuff a little bit more, and then. Thursday of next week, safe to say, the old Super Bowl prop bet episode. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get Maddie on? If it's if it's early enough, he would love to do that, I'm sure. Yeah. Placing the big bets. All right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that next episode. Will be Super Bowl week. All right, guys, that is uh, that's our show for today. Have a I lovely, 
Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andy. Sorry. No, no, I didn't know if you, what else you had to say. I have some shows coming up uh, tonight. I'll be in uh, Hollywood at Bar Lubitsch. Uh, but the only reason I bring it up is because I'm on my website right now looking at it. And you can go to that website too and look it up. Uh, JoePrano.com. Next Friday, weather pending, but buy your tickets now just in case it is nice and dry. Uh, Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, California. We're doing a great show after a day of golf there. They have an awesome day on Fridays there. They do a skins event. So come down, play some golf at one of my favorite golf courses anywhere. And then stick around for our show February 9th. Me, Pizza Starro, Sam Goldstein. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Goat Hill. And then I've got shows coming up in Vegas. I've got shows coming up in Arizona. I've got shows coming up April 25th, New York Comedy Club, Stanford in Stanford, Connecticut, and the big one, sports, the, the all sports night of comedy, rebooked after I had to cancel it while I was in Hawaii. February 29th, Leap Day, Improv Lab, Hollywood, California. Get your tickets now. Link in my Instagram, at Joe Prano. Go to the link tree in my Instagram. You can buy tickets for all of these things and many more word all right guys that's our show have a great weekend we'll see you guys on monday and as always stay dirty